T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the Dork Podcast. It's the Dork Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dork Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, and I am normally joined by Ryan Davey, but he is still recovering from his pond hockey tournament from this past weekend. I'm sure he can fill you in on it next week. He'll be back next week, so don't worry about our Von Don. He will be back. So joining me this time around, making his Hashtag Dork debut, at least as a co-host, he is... I think appeared a couple of times. Uh, he had a very angry plea about something a while ago, which he is, which he is want to do. That would be Chris Shime, aka Shime Time. He is a Twitch affiliate. He is also a producer on Dale and Keith. Shime, how are you? Hey, hi, howdy, how we doing, Keith? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, and I knew you were the guy to talk to about this because we've basically already done this podcast. Uh, before a show a few weeks ago, I knew that you uh, enjoy these Marvel Netflix shows, so I thought, who the hell better than to bring in the Shime Time? Well, I really appreciate that. It does warm my heart to know that I'm more than just a gambling yeah. degenerate. That's right. You're more than a guy who picks winners, because if you don't listen to the, the radio program during the week, uh, we're, we're on a heater. There's no other way of describing it. Shime was picking unders left and right, which I am afraid to do, but unders in the uh, football playoffs this year have been been coming up money. We've been killing it. Let's just say that, folks. Absolutely killing it. Now, we will get to uh, the, the big topic in just a moment, but first, let's get to the news. All right, Sham, about a year and a half ago, you may recall this, uh, we here at Hashtag Dork broke the news that Ben Affleck would not be playing Batman in the standalone Batman movie. That seemed like old hat, but that apparently... That seemed like a scoop. Seemed like seemed like we had it. We're not just a, a great podcast. We're also newsbreakers. We had we had that information for everybody. A lot of people called us liars. Some people even called us clickbait, which made no sense. <laughs> and so this past week, it came out official that he wasn't going to be doing Batman. Gasp. So as the mature adult that I am, I went back to the tweets from a year and a half ago and I responded to most of the people. I thought that was really the only way I could do it. I mean, nobody holds a grudge better than Rich Keefe. That's true. Good point. And so I went through and actually some of the people had pretty good responses back. Like some guys kind of laughed and said, sorry. Cause I, I, I basically just demanded apologies. I went across the board <laughs> demanding apologies. A couple people deleted their tweet, which I find hilarious. So from a year and a half ago, they kept it up this whole time. And then I called them out and they just deleted it. You felt so embarrassed about getting called out that you went back and deleted the tweet. That's just <laughs> ridiculous. From August of 2017, and these people are like, delete. Like, yeah, it was I would from the Jimmy people, Fund telethon, wasn't it? It was. Like, yeah. yeah. Great cause. And those people, I would call them non-confrontational people. I would say you're absolutely right. <laughs> they're going to fail at that point. <laughs> then there were others that, that, that were, had a sense of humor. And then others like tried to still win the argument. And I'm just like, no, no, no. Back down, This sir, wasn't man. clickbait. This was real. How could it be clickbait? After all this time, I don't understand how it, just a standard tweet is clickbait. Yeah, and it's not like you guys gained like a million followers just because you said Ben Affleck wasn't <laughs> going to play Batman. We certainly did not. All we did was rile up the DC people. This is not Deadspin. This is hashtag dork, folks. No, it's hashtag dork. Uh, we don't get a single penny if you click on our tweet or retweet it or like it or comment. We don't get shit for that, so do whatever you want. But anyway, so that's, a, that's officially official now, even though I think we kind of stamped it a, a year and a half ago. So that's that's the Batman news. Good job on you, Keith. Thank you very much. Now, the Super Bowl uh, just came and went. Uh, many of you probably watched said Super Bowl. And right out of the shoot, Shime, we got a 30-second endgame spot. What would you uh, think of that? To quote Mac and Goo, I would say Pants Tent City right yeah. off the bat. For sure. I was like, that was early on in the broadcast, and it wasn't going to be topped, and it wasn't topped. No, it wasn't even come close to. Now, I did a YouTube breakdown. I did a quick breakdown. of It was only 30 seconds, uh, but still some new stuff, like a lot more uh, dealing with all the characters that are still alive, which is great. Like, they don't need to show. And I think... 
I think there might have been a, a report a while ago that the Russo said like everything from the trailer is from either like the first half hour of the movie or yeah, at least like the, the first, first thirty half. or forty five minutes. I believe they said. Yeah, and that's good. Like we really don't need any more. Like they could have just the last two times just ran like the logo and been like Avengers Endgame April and it's going to still make a billion dollars. Oh, hands down. There's just no like at this point this this doesn't need to be built up any more than it already has. At this point they just need the movie to come out and they're going to make a gajillion dollars. Mhm. Do you have any idea where Rocket is? He's like opening a door, there's a trap behind him. It looks like Maybe like a lakefront pro- or like an oceanfront property of some sort. Well, I have no idea where he is. So my guess is maybe that's where uh, Hawkeye now Ronan kind of ventured out to have some peace because his family disappeared when Thanos went snappy snap. Could be. Could be true. I, I did like the, the uh, Iron Man and Nebula kind of working together. That was combo. Nice combo wombo. Sure. Love it. That could work. You saw uh, Black Widow working on her aim for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know. That, that could be. A little hairdo change. Little hairdo change. Ant Man and War Machine all all geared up, ready to go. It's nice to see Ant Man getting included again. It is. No Hulk yet, still. Still just Bruce Banner kind of moping about. What a bum. We better get a lot of Hulk in this movie. I I was very I think that was like my one big complaint with Infinity War is that Hulk was like scared. And to me that's kind of weird, but alas. We Kinda move on. Lame. Yeah, but that but so be it. So the end game teaser, that's all we needed. There was also a Captain Marvel teaser in this as well. So this movie comes out next month, and I'll be honest, I'm not sure how good it looks. Yeah, excitement level, not through the roof, I'll be low, honest with you. Low. I'm on like the second floor of a five-story building right now. Now, not to pile on our guy, uh, Randy Von Dandy, but he did say, and I know he'll talk his way out of it, he said it's the most anticipated movie of 2019. That is a terrible take. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting so mad listening to this right now. It's all right, Randall Von Dandel. It's going to be all right. But you did say that. I know he, he tried covering his tracks by saying how it's an important movie. I don't even know if that's true either. I don't I think don't. so. I think she – there's no doubt she's going to be important for Endgame. But yeah, I don't think but the this, movie's all that important. This could be as boring as like – for me, Captain America the First Avenger was kind of boring just because yeah. it's like a period piece. And this could be right. one of those things. And if it is, it is. It doesn't really matter. We just need to get her into the universe at this point. Yeah, that, that's all you could do. And then explain away why we haven't seen her. So there was that. There was a couple of other trailers. There was the uh, Hobbs and Shaw from Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah, Dale Arnold. Big fan of that one. He is. He 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 enjoys The Rock. Uh, that's not um, that's not a theater movie for Chaboy. I'll tell you that much. Definitely not. I'd say no. maybe if it comes to Netflix movie, perhaps yes. Any other Super Bowl ads? I mean, there was. Uh, a, I thought a decent showing. We got the dude, Big Lebowski, in the in the Stella commercial where he was. They're like, oh, you want a white Russian? He's like, no, I don't. I want a Stella. They're like, what? I did enjoy the Sarah Michelle Gellar commercial with the uh, serial killer Olay commercial. That was a good one. Oh, yep. Yep. There was. uh, Yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, There's a handful. Jason Bateman had a kind of funny one. That was okay. The NFL 100 commercial was fine. If it had less Goodell, we would have been great. Goodell kind of bothered me, but there was uh, overall decent. Like there's been a lot of years where it's been trash. Everybody hypes up the commercials and they've usually been bad, but. This year was as good as, as I think we've seen. Uh, I was a big fan. My favorite, personally, was the uh, Chance the Rapper Backstreet Boys combo. That I'm was all nice. in. I would have rather that be my halftime show. That would have been an amazing halftime show. I think people really would have gotten their butts off their seats. Not for that Maroon 5 character who <laughs> people – and you actually like Maroon 5. And I even do. you admit that it was a bad halftime show. I was horrible. I don't yeah. – I don't understand why he needed to take his shirt off and like give us like a belly roll. That was just kind of weird. Well, I am glad he lost that whatever that tank top was. That was an ugly tank top. Yeah, it looks like he like ripped the cover off like a 1970s couch. (laughs) Yeah, it's like an old like basement couch at like your like your grandparents' house. Like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll wear this. I didn't realize like I've seen him, I think, with t-shirts on. And anytime somebody's like completely covered from the elbow down, I always just assume it's like so he's got the double sleeves. Yep. I didn't realize he was just like inked up like Alistair oh, Black from NXT. Body. Yeah. Oh, he is. And the, all the ones on the front, and like I'm not somebody to make fun of people's tattoos. Like get whatever you want. Like it's your body. I don't really give a shit. But they don't fit. Like they don't seem no. like it doesn't seem like there's a plan there. It was like he basically let. 12 different people choose a tattoo of their choice and he's like yeah i'll put that on yeah and it's just like mishmash it's just a mishmash and i'm I'm out on it i like the double sleeve look everything else i'm out on 
Yeah, sleeve look I'm fine. I think you can go either or. Like I actually would like like just the entire back. I don't think is a bad tattoo. Like a full back Ooh, tattoo. Yeah. That's fine. Like the uh, my my dude Justin Thoreau from the Leftovers, and th- it was great too because he had that, and they never once even made reference to it, or no, they didn't never say a once. word about nothing. But you're like that guy. Like, wait a minute, what? Like it was his whole back is covered. I thought it was sick, but Adam Levine has like California written across his back, like his he, stomach. Uh, is he really that close to the state of California? I guess he's, he's a big a California guy. I don't know. I could maybe get like, like New it. Hampshire on my on my stomach, and then like Massachusetts on my back. I don't Ooh, know. There you go. Granite something. State. Granite. <laughs> I get the old man on the mountain. May he rest in peace. Ooh, there you that's go. A good, that's a good tattoo. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, Shine, we also found out we're going to get a Big Mouth Valentine special on February oh, can't 8th. Wait, this is going to be great. I I'm love when they do so this on, on Netflix where they sort of they throw it like they did this with Sabrina where they're like, here's a Christmas special, like just one episode. And so Big Mouth, they are it is ripe for Valentine's. Oh, yeah, this is so this is one of actually the shows that I watch with the lady friend. Uh, she's can't, can't quite say her. My she's my my wife. So I, I got to go with lady friend here. Yeah, don't scare her off. Yeah, I won't have to. Uh, but I sent her the uh, Nick Kroll tweet that they were coming out with this on Valentine's Day. Absolutely made her day. I find nice. this show hysterical. Uh, I, can't, I certainly best. cannot wait. And I have now, to say, have, you do a fantastic old hormone monster. monster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! My wife cannot stand that. (laughs) My wife cannot stand that. I was working on my uh, my like deeper voice hormone monster, not not like the main hormone monster. No, the Nick Kroll one, like the (laughs) like I was doing way better a couple weeks ago. I was nailing it, but now I can't. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. He best character, maybe the best character on television. All three of the hormone monsters are just fantastic. That's true. I love the bubble bath. Kind of looks like a bubble bath. You my banana cream pudding. <laughs> so it's just like perfect. Like those are the perfect characters. So I hope that show goes forever. I mean, that is just Absolutely. really good. Now, now, I mean, cause you could even take them. Cause what are they? What grade are the kids in? Fifth? Fourth? Well, they're th- seven? Like 13. So that's like okay. sixth that's grade, seventh grade. Six, yeah. Maybe seven, but they could keep that going. Like they could get that into oh, high you can school. Go all the way through high school with that. Yeah, or I mean, you could be like South Park and just keep them in the same grade forever. It doesn't True. really matter. Although South Park did, they upped them. They did, I think they started out as third graders and then went to fourth graders. Nice, like, okay. huge difference. Uh, now this would normally be the time of the program would go to Davy's video game minute, but alas, he is not here. So instead, we have the Shime Time Fortnite time. So Shime, what what new news do you have as it relates to Fortnite or any other video game that you may be playing? So on Fortnite related news, uh, Fortnite is closing out uh, season seven. We are currently in. Uh, they just finished their whole like season ending event uh, with the Ice King, where the whole map was covered in snow. It's now melting, so that only like a quarter of the map is now in snow. Uh, we're going to oh, be nice. getting. They have vaulted. Actually, they came out with an update today. They vaulted the boombox, which destroyed a lot of buildings, and they've now given us uh, bottle rockets. Uh, not really sure how that's going to work. We're going to have to wait and see. Personally, can't wait for season eight. I'm kind of done with season seven. Too many planes, too much crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then actually, there's a brand new game that just came out yesterday. It's called Apex Legends. It is a battle royale. It's actually made by EA Sports, though, or like EA Gaming. Uh, oh. So the people who make Madden and FIFA and all that. Um, and it's fantastic. So I've actually downloaded it yesterday. I started playing it a bit. Uh, actually, I'm going to be playing with uh, Von Dandel at some point soon. Nice. Yep, nice. get some action in there on the on the Twitch and uh, it's a battle royale, but you pick your own legend, kind of like in Overwatch. So they have specific classes with uh, tactical and ultimate abilities. Um, and then it's so it's like if you took Call of Duty Blackout, the battle royale, mixed it with Overwatch, it's kind of what you're getting. It's a lot of fun, uh, really fast paced, which I enjoy. And uh, yeah, I hope they just kind of keep up with it, keep making updates. And uh, it could even be cross platform in the future, which would be pretty Ooh. dandy. All right, so we'll keep an eye out for you and uh, Ray Von Day playing uh, playing that sweet, sweet action to a Twitch stream near you. Heck really? yes. Okay. Uh, Shine, let me ask you another question here. Are you ready for the topic du jour? Um, I, I think so. 
It's the topic of the day, if in case you're wondering. And today it is the Punisher season two. The Netflix program was 13 episodes, and we will begin non-spoiler, as we always do, on movie and TV reviews. So, Shyam, let me begin by asking, did you like it? Yes. Oh, slight hesitation. Slight hesitation, Shyam, which is understandable, and we will unpack all of that, I am sure. I, like, really liked it, and I'm not entirely sure why. Like, I, I don't know... If the signature moments of season two of The Punisher stack up with the signature moments of even season one or all three Daredevil seasons or season one of Jessica Jones. But I really like I, I found myself really liking it. And I go back to like when I watched like Luke Cage, it took me forever. It took me forever. And it was to the point where like mid episode, I would have to like hit you know, pause to see how far I was into the episode. It was like one of those, whereas the Punisher, I found myself watching two, three episodes at a clip until it was over. Like, I think that's a pretty good indication on how much you enjoy the show. If you're willing to just kind of bang out as many episodes as as possible. Yeah. I think you have a lot of pros and cons with season two here. And like, I feel very similar to you in the fact that like, I couldn't give you like one, maybe two specific moments that I just was in love with, but Mm -hmm. I was like enthralled by the entire season. As soon as I started it, like I didn't want to stop. And there wasn't the, now trust me, I did not like all the characters and we'll get into that in spoiler, but there are some characters in some of these shows or not just the Marvel Netflix, but every TV show where you're like, Oh, they're, they're spending 10 minutes with this person. Don't care. Like I didn't really have that with this show. And in fact, The two or three characters I liked the most, I really liked. So no matter what they were doing, and and I talked to Davey about this. One of Davey's problems with the show was he thought it was slow early on. I'm not saying it was balls to the wall early on, but I didn't get that same sense that it was that it was a slog. I never I thought it was a slog. I did not feel like this was a slow burn much at all. And like, we right. already knew how good John Bernthal was as yeah. Frank Castle, that it's like right out the shoot. Like we are good to go. Cause I already know I love the main character and it made it a lot easy to sit and watch. Like you said, two or three episodes at a time, maybe even more if you're feeling like it's a lazy day. Sure. You want to get, you want to get a little nuts. And I think that's it for me. Maybe it's just, he's so good. I like, first of all, I love the character. One of my five favorite comic book characters is the Punisher. And then John Bernthal is probably as good of a casting job as you can do. I think they absolutely nailed it on the head with yeah. him. Yeah. And just similar to, uh, Matt Murdoch, uh, whatever the hell his name is, Charlie Cox, who plays Matt Murdoch and daredevil, like perfect. Now at the time I didn't know who Charlie Cox was, but as soon as I saw him, playing the character you almost can't see anybody else doing it and it's like this now like we've seen other other people play the punisher from all the movies that they've tried and fine i mean they would range on a there were none of them were horrible i didn't think um like ray stevenson was good even thomas jane was fine but this guy like Bernthal's on another level he's crazy he is just he is a fantastic actor and i mean we only really kind of knew him from you know the walking dead's first what two maybe three seasons or something like that yeah i think two right yeah it might have just been two he was only a shane and we liked him he was yeah i never loved him but i liked him and then but in this role he is just absolutely perfect yeah he's good what do you think of the story of season two overall i enjoyed it I would not say it was the best storytelling on the planet. Like, uh, I right. feel like Davey would have an issue with it <laughs> being Mr. <laughs> Mr. Education over there. He is big on story. He is. He is big yeah. on story, even in sweet dino action movies. Right, correct. Um, but, I, I mean, overall, I think it was pretty good. I think they they played up a lot of the major points pretty well. Um, but I, I felt like there were some moments that kind of let me down. Yeah. And some that could have been even higher highs than they got to. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And like the Punisher has, you know, Garth Ennis has has a run of of Punisher books. And there's a few other guys that have picked up Punisher. But it's not as, you know, there's not as many stories as like Batman or or some of these other guys Or even Daredevil. Or certainly Daredevil. Right. And so it's. They had to kind of pick and choose, and he's not known for a, a ton of villains. And no, I think they it, did a good job, though, by, like, yeah. you know, when you have someone like Daredevil or Batman, a lot of it is story-driven. But with yeah. Punisher, like, everybody hears the name Punisher, and immediately you think of, oh, I want to see him shoot up a bunch of people. Like, and right. you just want to see some sweet action. Just want to see, because 
more and more superhero or most superheroes, like the whole idea is they don't kill people. So that's why Deadpool, the Punisher, those guys are are different, you know, because they're they're willing to go there. Now, even like Red Hood, who I love, it depends on which version of Red Hood. Like there are some that are really more and more like. Oh, I have guns, but there's like rubber bullets, and you're like, God damn it! Like, just <laughs> just let it loose, man! Like, come on! And and he, he kind of reverts back to being mo- way more on the good guy side than on like down that down that line. Exactly, and uh, that's what we look for in the Punisher. We want for sure. We want all the badness a good guy can give us. Please, but because he, he's only killing bad guys, Shame, exactly. he's only killing bad guys. He still so has nothing a code. to feel bad about. He no, he's got code. Man, he's got to have a code. Did you think like the so the action, the fight sequences, all of that? How did you think that stacked up? Good. I thought it was good, not great. In that yeah. we didn't, again, we didn't get that signature moment. We got right. there was a lot of good constant action, but not enough like. Like that, like jail cell scene in Daredevil season two. Like you don't get Jesus Christ. That. No, there was there was not that. That was not. Um, yeah, I agree. Which is weird because I definitely liked it, but Marvel Netflix just themselves, just comparing it to those movies, like with those or those shows with those kind of budgets, they've they've outdone themselves. They've they've done better than this. But I, I'm with you. I thought it was good. It wasn't like completely lacking. And there, you know, there were some good ones. Like I'd go back and you'd be like, all right, that was oh, yeah. pretty impressive. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of action happening. Um, comedy, there really isn't much with the Punisher, but there no. shouldn't be. There really shouldn't be. And then the villains, this has really always been a, a sticking point on this podcast. Marvel villains can really rant. We've recently seen some great ones like Thanos and Killmonger and the Vulture. Vulture yeah. Um, even Kingpin, like King, Kingpin to me has gotten even better. Like I liked him more in season three than in one or two, but they go with a couple of different villains and we'll have more of that in spoilers. But how do you think those guys were? Uh, it was tough. I, I, one of them, I, you know, with, I just, I, I feel like there could have been so much more. I was a little disappointed. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think. He's actually, and we'll get into it. I think you can kind of, how people feel about the season might directly come down to one specific character, which we'll get into. Uh, So there's been 12 seasons by my count of Marvel Netflix shows. We know there's going to be a 13th with Jessica Jones season three sometime this year, but by all accounts, that's going to be it. I think all the other ones have been canceled. They haven't, to my knowledge, pulled the plug on the Punisher yet, but that's really only a matter of time. Agree. Um, where would you rank season two of the Punisher within those 12 seasons? I think for me right now, it probably sits at a tie for third. Oh shit. So you really liked it that, or you didn't like some of the other ones as much as I did. (laughs) Yeah. So I really liked it. So like, I think for me, it would be daredevil season three, daredevil season one, and then Punisher season one and two about the same spot. And then daredevil season two. Interesting. So I would. Okay. So tied for three. I have it, I think, fifth. Okay. So I, I have uh, Daredevil season three was my favorite. Yep. Uh, Jessica Jones season one was my second favorite. Okay. Then Daredevil two, because you get the Punisher in it. Then Daredevil one. So all three Daredevils in the first Jessica Jones are my top four. And then to me, I think this slightly outranks the Punisher season one, even though the greatest scene in both both seasons comes from the first season. Yeah, right, like, that's, like see, I think clearly. that's why I feel like the characters were better in season two, whereas yeah. in season one, I got kind of more of the epic fight scene violence that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I liked where the characters were, and I, I liked what they were doing in this one. So, in, in other words, it's it's significantly better than, you know, both Iron Fists, both Luke Cage's, season two of Jessica Jones, and The Defenders. So, if you were anywhere uh, yeah. on the fence about watching this, and if you're kind of in and half in, half out on Marvel Netflix, I would say give it a shot. I would say definitely watch it. I agree. Yeah, you have to watch this, I think. I think this is a must-watch. All right, so Shime, your hashtag dork score. First, I'll give you Davies. Davy texted me. This is uh, Randy Von Dandy's dork score as it relates to the Punisher season two, three and a half. Okay, I'm pretty close. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a hard four. Jesus. So 
You don't really like these Marvel Netflix shows. If you have this as the third can, best one, can, you give it a four? Yeah, so like I can pick out a lot of flaws. Like that's the issue. It's like I yeah. I'm gonna yeah. nitpick these because you have plenty of time and the the means to make it nearly perfect, and none of these are perfect for me. I think no. for me, like Daredevil mm. season three is like a, a hard five. Yeah, okay. See, I, I probably gave it either a five and a half or a six. I might have given it a six. Like, I just kind of it's, – it's a more positive uh, Keith in 2019. Like, uh, you know uh, what, Keith? Really I respect that. Yeah, you know. You're really working on things, and I appreciate that. I'm telling you what, because I'm going to slap a four and a half on this bad boy, Oof. and I'm teetering on a five. Oh. Teetering on a te- I'm teeter. That's me teetering right now. Teetering You're riding that fence. I see it. All right. We're going to try I'm and like, make it a five by the end of this podcast. If, if I'm on a seesaw right now, we're going we're tipping towards the five, if, <laughs> if we're being honest. I am hard then, locked into the four, but I'm going to get you to a five. But by the end of this, I may be I may be lower, like just going over some of my thoughts. And I think what really prevents it from for sure being a five is is lacking that signature moment. But either way, let's anything else you want to mention before we get to spoilers? Uh, no, let's spoil away. All right. Let's spoil spoiler spoiler. All right. The, the guy we were talking about. So there's really two main villains in this and they did a great job in season one kind of setting up jigsaw for season two like the way like the the friendship between frank and billy then the ending and just the massacre on the fucking merry-go-round it is just 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 ripping his face apart so so much of season two was jigsaw and obviously they ask him as like as an actor to do a ton of stuff like you know he's freaking out he's losing his cool he's doing all kinds of stuff and so I think if you thought he was believable, and I did, I, did I think too. you would like the. I think you would like the season more, or you could look at him and be like, "This guy's kind of ridiculous," and then you might be out right away. I think what killed me with Jigsaw is I. I thought the character of Billy Russo Jigsaw as himself was fantastic. I thought they did a really good job yeah. playing with that. Like he, like you, he was teetering on sane and insane very much. Oh yeah, and for sure. I I think my biggest complaint with him is they didn't fuck up his face enough. He was still pretty damn handsome. He was a good-looking fella, let me tell like, you. Really? Yeah, and, like, because they, they, you don't see his face for a while, and you're like, ooh, like, what's it going to look like? What's it going to look like? And, like, they've done that in every movie all the time with people that fuck up their face, whether it's Two-Face, The Joker, non-comic book movies. We've seen that kind of all the time. And so you're waiting for him to take the mask off. By the way, mask, pretty dumb. Yeah, but... The yeah, mask was not was a great dumb. look. Now, at least... Because when you saw it in the preview, and I'm like, did he fucking color that in? But at least they kind of explained why he did. You know, like, yeah, because she told him to, like, you know, whatever, like, paint up your your mask. But, like, the fact that he's wearing this mask. But anyway, he takes the mask off, and you're looking at it, and you're like, he just kind of looks tough. He just like, has a couple <laughs> scars. <laughs> like, the guy's fucking still handsome as shit. Like, I wanted like, your I cheek know, muscle, like, hanging out a little bit. Oh yeah, I right, just like morbid, like nose on the wrong side. Like it like should have been like, just like a disgusting sixteen-year-old's Halloween costume. Yes, it should have been like one eye doesn't work. Yeah, like you or can like, always kind of like how they like they couldn't have done a better job of Two Face in the Dark Knight. Exactly. Like yeah, just like he you burned always his face, his and they made it look like he burned half his effing face. Right, like your mouth should be closed, and I should still be able to see your tongue. Oh. Like See, that kind of thing. Instead, he had like a couple of like badass scars that like girls would probably love. Yeah, I'm like, you just look like you served overseas, had a couple yeah. accidents, but you're still a badass and you're a handsome dude. Right. Handsome, handsome as hell, as evidenced by who he ends up hooking up with. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing just fine. Thank you very much. He oh, is also still killing funny. the game. So when he leaves the hospital, this is like one of these dumb scenes. But it, again, you also have to remember it is a comic book movie. Or a comic book show. So, like, some of it has to be kind of dumb, I guess. Um, he's on a bus. <laughs> and he looks like shit, right? Like, he looks like a tough dude. He's, bi- he's a big dude, too. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Like, he's yeah. a tall, cut dude. And you have some guy, like, talking shit to him. I'm like, what? On, are you kidding me? You're going to pick on this guy? Like, that's the dumbest thing in the world. And you're like, okay. a pocket knife. Like, I'm going to get yeah. this guy. Yeah, like, all right, buddy. And then he just, like, takes his clothes and, like, you go from there. And you're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, what is going on? But he, because, like, when you think of the Punisher, his best villain is Jigsaw. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really glad they used him. And I thought it was... I did think he was good and he's like a worthy adversary because you know, for a fact, based on all of like the flashbacks that they showed 
like one on one, there are very few matches for Frank, and Jigsaw is actually one of them. And I think Curtis even says it in the season, like. Like he says something about Russo, like being a soldier kind of made him who he was, but no one was born to be a soldier more than Frank Castle kind of thing. Like yeah. they were both like, like being a vicious badass was both part of who they are. Yeah. I, I love that kind of shit when they like, they just like when one character kind of like pumps up another character, like specifically Frank, when they're just like talking about like this guy was just nobody's better than him. And they show <laughs> the flashback like, of them like going through the uh, beat down line. Oh Christ! Oh my God! You're getting no, a shit thank you. Out of you. <laughs> like not the face, not the face. Okay, <laughs> only the face. Oh, by the way, going back to Jigsaw, I would say the Punisher's face throughout the show looked worse than Jigsaw's face. Oh, a hundred percent. Constantly covered in mud, blood, and cuts. He and, and he looks just like fucking meat. He looks like <laughs> nonstop. He looks like looks like that round of meat Rocky of was meat. beaten back in nineteen seventy. <laughs> It did. You're like, did you just have like two steaks, like cold steaks on your face? And like when Frank Castle walks around in public, you're like, what are people thinking when he comes walking in there? It's like, how do you not like, know it's Frank Castle? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like the guy who's like constantly like just leaking out of his face. Like <laughs> just blood like, no. everywhere. You're like, what is that? Like, I don't know. It's a, like a mysterious liquid just pouring out of my head. And so anyway, like that, so the jigsaw stuff, I overall, I liked him, but I did too. And I think one of the other things Marvel does really well, especially in these TV shows is they don't outright call the villains by their name. Like they indiscriminately give you exactly what his name is by like him talking to his therapist and being like, what are we doing? We're trying to put the jigsaw back together. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Right. And they didn't say Kingpin until like this last season. Exactly. Three seasons in, it took us to to call him Kingpin. Right, so you know who it is. And another one, so John Pilgrim is essentially the other villain. Well, actually, there's a few villains, but he's sort of hired by a villain, and he's like a villain. Another guy, very similar to Frank in a way, where like he's killing people doesn't face him at all. Not even and a little bit. Not even No, not even a little bit. And so he's another guy. He's based off of a comic book character called the Mennonite, and... Mm-hmm. I mean, you can kind of see why. So it's he's different than the Mennonite, but he but he's got some overlap. Kind of an interesting character where he was clearly like a white supremacist. Yeah, he and used then, to be like a neo-Nazi. Yeah, like he has like the tattoos. Like he got them kind of like couldn't removed. get them fully removed, but they're like faded. And then he ends up fighting all those guys. That, that was a pretty was a crazy badass scene. scene. That was a good scene. And this guy's tough, but he but similar to Frank, like he's not just going out there killing people to kill people. No, like he's doing it. And in this case. He's under the guise of some actual really bad people, but he's just doing what he's told. He thinks he has found like this new religion. He has kids. He has a sick wife, that whole thing. So I, but, but anyway, I thought they did a good job of making him like three dimensional. And I also love that actor. I, I can't remember his name, but he has been in a couple things. I know he was in one of the Batman yeah, movies. He was yeah, his in, name is uh, Josh Stewart. He yeah. was in The Dark Knight Rises. He was also in Criminal uh, Minds. He played the husband yes. of uh, JJ. Yes, yes. Yes, there you go. Look at that. He was in uh, Third Watch, and he was in Dirt. Mm. So whatever, whatever that's Nice worth. little rounded at, uh, career right there. Not bad. Oh, and he was in an episode of Grimm. Ooh. I like that. So you know he's doing something right. <laughs> but no, he was... I mean, he was pretty good. He was, he was the the fight scene at the end between he and Frank. I mean, that, that was is just epic. brutal. Yeah, That's brutal. It doesn't get any worse than that. And I think like I think like the big fight scene too was it was John Pilgrim against those neo Nazis. It's like yeah. absolutely brutal on every end of the spectrum. I feel like there this show has guys getting hit with like free weights. And pipes and just fucking heavy objects more than any other show I've ever seen. Literally anything they can find at their disposal, which makes it real. They yeah. just are oh, yeah. hitting people with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And so his boss, believe it or not, was fucking Roger Dorn playing <laughs> playing Anderson Schultz was was none other than uh, Corbin Burnson. I was like, is that is that Roger Dorn? And how crazy is this that, that the whole show comes down to like this super rich guy his kid's a politician and there's a picture of his kid uh who's a grown man kissing another man and he's trying to cover it up and so he's trying to cover that up and so he ends up killing like dozens and dozens of people he killed like some rich russian guy like yeah how would nobody figure this out (laughs) (laughs) i don't know 
I don't, I don't know. Um, now, so one of the new characters from this, and so she's on the run because she was the one that had the picture and was going to, you know, was, was using that, is Amy. We don't even find out that's her name for a while because she's giving you a bunch of different names. She's kind of a liar, really, at the beginning. But Frank essentially just substitutes his daughter, who's been unfortunately long dead, and for Amy. And so he like is immediately kind of taken and wants to protect Amy. I said this on the last episode that we did. Not that it matters, Sham. You know, I'm not vain, but she'd be like the third hottest girl at every single school. I completely agreed with what you said when uh, you said it in the last episode. I was like, oh, he actually makes a point. Like he would be in the like popular girls click. She would be, but she would be like the last one. Right. She wouldn't be like homecoming queen. Like that'd be her other friend, but Mm -hmm. she'd be right there and you'd be like, oh, he smokes. But also no matter what school you went to, you couldn't possibly have three girls hotter than her. No, absolutely not. Like that doesn't, like what what, what are we talking about here? And she looked like a mess the entire time too, which is how you know she's a good looking girl. Right. She looked looked like a mess until like the last episode. Did you notice that she like looked even better in the last episode? Yeah, she did herself up. She like all of a sudden cut it up a notch. Now, what do you think? Of her decision to go after the Mennonite by herself. Um, very dumb. <laughs> that is insane. Like, like I understand you don't want to sit around. Like, you don't want to sit around. You're sick of sitting in the trailer. You want to get out there. You feel like you can do some stuff. You took the gun away from that guy. You killed a guy already. You're feeling all right about that. She got that. like a five-minute lesson from uh, yeah, the Punisher, yeah. and she feels yeah. like she could do anything. Yeah, yeah, right. But what are you – you're going after this guy? Jesus Christ. But then that was kind of weird. Like that's, I don't know if that's a hole or not, but like, so she goes there, she goes undetected. She gets to the right place. And then she ends up getting in contact with Frank and Frank shows up like in time. Like he was just like right there. Yeah. He got there kind of quick, but then again, like the guy was taking the shotgun pellets out of his legs. So that easily could have taken a long time. And she was just kind of standing in the hallway with a gun. Yeah. Those scenes don't get old. They happen all like no country for old men Mm -hmm. had one of those scenes, like a lot more and more scenes. How many times do you think on movies and TV you've seen a guy take a gunshot out of himself and dump alcohol in the hole? Um, at least 70. I've seen Sylvester Stallone do it by himself probably yeah. 18 to 20 times. I want to know. I want to know the first movie ever. It's probably John Wayne. Like the first movie ever to take to, to, to clear themselves up, to remove bullets from themselves. And they always have like booze ready to go. They pour it in the hole, then they pour it down their mouth, and then like, ah, and they ah. just rip it out. Also, that scene was very graphic with uh, the Mennonite. All of a sudden, he's in there with like the hooker, and you're like, "Wait a minute, what is going on here?" That was very weird. That was that was very. <laughs> I was a little uncomfortable. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, was not, I was not prepared for that. Um, another one of the new characters. So first of all, I liked Amy, and that's another reason why I liked the season so much was because she was on screen a lot. And I found her character to be really compelling. I did too. I, re- I actually, re- I thought her addition to the show was almost necessary and it was very well. Yeah. yeah, no, she was, she was really good. Now, another new character was Jigsaw's doctor turned girlfriend, Dr. Krista Dumont. And you find out she's real fucked up. Never like, trust anyone with a French name like that. No, good point. She was, I mean, where she finds out how to break Frank. She's like, she figured out cause she was talking to my Donnie who we'll get to. And she figures out that, Hey, um, basically convince him that he killed innocent people mm-hmm. and like girls specifically, I think like, and yeah, so the, uh, she does the, that. The party girls. Yeah. That was fucked up. That was, that was insane. So like, you kind of knew she was capable of that. And the fact that she was like super into Jigsaw, like she was like willing to do anything for him, willing to do anything. And just, but then Jigsaw, what a fucking asshole he is. He keeps like reminding her. He's like, you, you killed those girls. And she's like, okay, man, like I'm trying to help you. We he's killed like, no, those girls us. together. That's, that's us. Like that, that, those bloods on your hands. And she's like, all right, I get it. Jesus. But I like, I did, I, that was another new character that like, I was like, okay, like I thought she was like, she was perfect to help supplement the villain. I think it was the perfect way to make sure you showed how crazy Jigsaw was getting and like that she was easily able to manipulate him however she wanted. I also thought it was kind of nuts that Maidani was willing to just like throw her out of a window. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm so low on the season is 
I'm out on Madani. Me too. Hundred percent agree. Worst so, character. Worst character on the show. Ugh. I wish I would have rather her been taken out of the show and us get more of Mahoney. The nice little crossover that we get there. Yeah. I would have yeah. rather more of him and less of and just remove Madani completely. I can't stand Madani. I I don't like uh like. I think both because, like, when I don't like a character, sometimes I can't tell. I'm like, do I not like the actor or do I not like the character? And for me, I think it's both. Or at I, least I don't yeah. like. At least I don't like the actor playing this character. Maybe that's another way. Of yeah, I it, just but, don't. I don't think she's nest. Like, she's just kind of there. Like, it's. I don't yeah, know. and like she's I don't know, she's she's the one that brought Frank there because that was a crazy little shootout. That old that mm-hmm. little like podunk uh, prison. That wasn't a bad little scene. Yeah. Uh, and then, so she calls him out. They're staying at her house like that, whatever. Like that was fine, but yeah, not, not a fan of my Donnie. You're right. Brett Mahoney was pretty good and that's more crossover stuff. So this, there was zero, like couldn't be less connections to the movie. Like there never is in the Netflix shows. Every once in a while they'll mention like the green guy or they mention the incident. They didn't do shit with the Punisher. Not a damn thing. But the other uh, Netflix shows, Brett Mahoney had a big part. Uh, Karen Page obviously had a, a pretty big part towards the end. Turk is in it once again. Turk's in all these goddamn episodes. Which he, is great. So he's he's the little bit of comedy relief that you love. Like he's right. like perfect. Yeah. He's he's good. And he just knows everybody. And there's so much overlap because you're like the city is small. Well, it's not. I shouldn't say it's small, but like the universe should be smaller than it is. Mm. And so Turk is in there. And then they did reference Murdoch. Like uh, Frank mentioned Matt Murdoch a couple of times. Yeah, because he so, asked so was, Karen, like, would yeah. would your boy Murdoch be doing something like this? Yeah. So that so that was good. I'm I'm in on all of that. But I'm with you without question. And the only and the the reason why I would teeter back, I guess, towards a four and a half was just there was a lot of my my Donnie. And yeah. I'm, no thank too you. much. Oh God. Now. Uh, Frank's buddy Curtis, who was in the first season, he was really good in this season. I really liked Curtis this year. I was, yeah. I felt bad for him that he got beat with his own leg last season, and I felt like this was a nice big <laughs> redemption tour for him. He was good. Yeah, he he's also he was he was a badass. So I I enjoy Curtis. Now, do you remember the bartender from the first couple of episodes? I sure do. Do you think Frank does? Because we never heard about her again. <laughs> I would hope so. So, like, that's what I was hoping we were going to get. Instead of, like, the end scene that we did get, I was hoping, yeah. like, the final scene would be, like, him walking into the bar and, like, she's sitting there and kind of looks at him and, like, looks at him weird. I thought there was a real love connection there. I loved it. I was in. I was like, oh, nice. We're going to get a nice little love story for Frank. And then two episodes in, done. She goes to the hospital and he drives a million miles away. They never see her. Never see her again. He's eating fucking pancakes with the sun. And then the next thing you know, poof, gone. Poof. I thought it was a good match. They really connected there. I think she kind of knew who he was. They, he's like, I don't know. I, she's like, I don't do this all the time. He's like, I don't do, I don't do this all the time. They either. clearly like, had some passionate coitus as well. So that means things were oh, going yeah. well. You're not wrong about the passionate coitus. That, you could feel it through the screen of the TV. It was pretty palpable, I'll be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I liked it. Marvel Netflix has done a pretty good job with their sacks. Oh, you know? I agree. Like you don't, you don't get the full penetration. It's not like we're watching porn here. But yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no pornos here on the <laughs> no, hashtag no, no, podcast. No, not yet anyway. That's more of a Max Racks kind of thing. That's true. And but but you get like the feeling. There was a lot of passion in it, and yeah. it was it's very it's tasteful. I thought so. I thought they the both actors you made some really nice choices in that scene. And but yeah, never never heard from her again. Didn't like check in on her, like nothing. I was like that to me was a miss. Also, again, I'm probably gonna stick four and a half. Cause like that that's just that's like something a bad show does. Yeah, it's a missed they, opportunity. Like, yeah, but they but they don't like they intro- why introduce it if you're never gonna circle back to it ever? You have thirteen episodes. She's gone in the second episode. Like why? What was the point? Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Now, um, one of the other best scenes that we didn't mention yet was when Frank's looking for um, Billy, and so he's got like a thumb of a guy right when he's in the bar. <laughs> yeah, he's got a thumb of the guy. He's like, "Here's your tip." Yeah, like, good joke, whatever. And he walks out. And these six guys try to stop him. And he's like, get out of my way or whatever. And the guy, he's like, All right, I'll kill you. And 
and the guy's like, there's six of us. And he kills them in like two <laughs> seconds. He kills all six of them. He's like, oh, yeah? Pulls his gun out and goes pop, 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 pop. They all just drop around him. That was amazing. The, the best part, too, is he looked like he was playing hopscotch while he was shooting the gun. Like he jumps left, jumps right, and all of them are dead. Just killed all six guys like immediately. I'm like that is incredible. That was just fucking awesome. Now, so that was one of my favorite scenes. I mean, there there was a lot of pretty good ones. So the one to where he ends up, at least it, it, it looks like he killed the three women. When we obviously we know that he didn't, but that whole scene where he's going in and just that was pretty wild. Yeah, I think the one thing that bothered me about that scene is that like there, you knew there was no way he killed those girls, like. Just, like, by the way their bodies were strewn out, like, by the way, like, he was shooting from the corner of a warehouse up to, like, a corner. Like, it just didn't, it didn't even make sense to me, like, how they were shot like that. Yeah, and it was just, like, you'd think he'd be even smarter. Like, he saw Billy run in there. And you'd think that, like, Billy ran up there for a reason. Whoever was looking at the bodies would know the difference, because I'm pretty sure Frank and Billy did not use the exact same guns to kill the girls. Yeah, so like you'd immediately that was know also by the bullets. Extra time. Yeah, that was extra time. Like on the one hand, I liked how Jigsaw's girlfriend came up with that plan because you find out just how like maniacal she is. Yeah, but then on the other hand, you're like that easily could have been debunked pretty quickly. Oh, easily. And I, um, I do think and, though, from the first couple episodes, the one redeeming scene we got was that initial bar fight scene. Yeah, I think that yeah. was. Oh, oh yeah, right away. That that was good. That's a great way to kick off a you know thirteen episode show right there. Yeah, that that is pretty good. Now I hate when they kind of like mix in, especially with all these Marvel shows. Like if they ever mix in any kind of politics, and I don't know if this is a political line. I feel like it might be. Was at one point Frank said, um, "He's like, call me old fashioned, but I don't work with Russians." I was like, <laughs> "Ugh, come on." It's like <laughs> really, like take a hike with that, would you? Uh, here's two other reasons why I really liked it. They used a Marilyn Manson song and an Alice in Chains song. Keith is all in on Marilyn Manson and a- those Alice were good, weren't they? They, and they? they came a good time. I was pretty. I was like jacked up in here. I think they, I think it was Rooster. I want to say was the Alice in Chains song they played, and it was like really fitting. And then then you're like, oh man, because a lot of times these shows will use like more obscure artists mm-hmm. in their song in their, in their you know probably because it's cheaper to get or whatever. But I'm sitting there I'm like. Like this is Manson, and then obviously the Alice in Chains one was like pretty obvious. Was like, now, oh. now, not to steal a line from Frank, call me old fashioned, but I'm a big fan of the uh, the orchestra instrumentals in a in a fight scene of sorts. Sure, sure you are. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Nothing wrong it. with that. Nice well, rise the of the strings. <laughs> oh yeah, oh that'll get you standing at attention. <laughs> what other scenes did are we missing here? What other ones did you like? Um. <clears throat> So, like, with the, the fight between John Pilgrim and Frank Castle at the end, I thought yeah. just, like, the way they were shooting through the wall at each other and yet never hitting each other was kind of funny. Oh, like, I feel like call. somebody that should was, have hit yeah. something. Yeah, that was pretty good. And, like, the different guns that these guys were using throughout the whole series. <laughs> they used pistols, shotguns, uh, submachine guns, like... What there the- was a gun that Billy Russo was using at one point. I forget if it was when they were robbing the bank or when it was, but I'm like, I've never seen that gun before in my life. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It was nuts. Uh, and speaking of when Billy Russo was robbing the bank, that old lady at the bank when oh. Billy was threatening <laughs> to like slide a grenade underneath yeah. was balls. That lady like, was absolute nails. <laughs> like, that won't fit, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was stone cold. She's she like, was, this she is spo- this is designed so that you can't get in here. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty good. But I like that that too. And you know what? I'm actually I'm curious how um, like real life veterans think of a show like this because so many of the characters are veterans. So you have mm-hmm. Frank, who's a good guy and is certainly dealing with PTSD. I would say even more so losing his family than necessarily being in, in the war. But you see Billy's whole crew, like they all become villains and they were all guys that came back. And one and of them was a druggie. One of them was a druggie, like a big time druggie. They all feel rejected. And so I wonder if, 
and you know how veterans feel like do they feel like yeah that's a good representation that's a terrible representation or i i don't really care like i i don't know i've no i certainly have no experience in that but i also feel like they try to do a better job of balancing those two perspectives because they give you those guys as well as giving you curtis with the the groups that he talks to and those guys that came in and said yeah don't worry we have eyes everywhere we're looking for billy too yeah yeah good point that they did do a good job yeah because curtis is a is a great character too and for a guy that spent years and years and years and lost a leg and lost a leg right so i mean it i think it's interesting but like most of the characters have some sort of military background yeah you know which is different than a lot of the other shows um now at the at the end um frank and amy like part of me was wondering i'm like are they gonna stick together like as like kind of a father-daughter team but then she ends up getting on a bus and leaves and then it jumps to three months later and now frank is on his own he gets a call from my donnie who's now working with the cia he's like i'm kind of busy <laughs> he shows up into like this little fucking kind of warehouse double machine guns must have killed like 20 people like and it was just like, like a easy. bunch of it seemed to me like it was, it was two <laughs> gangs and there were just all these young dudes like yo you call this meeting let's shoot up and he's like nah i'll do all the shooting and just mows Amazing. everyone down it was like a bunch of 16 year old drug dealers <laughs> and he just like kills them all. And you're like, what the fuck happened? This is not so the ending I was expecting. Yeah. You're like, Frank, marijuana is legal in most of these states. Like you got to calm down. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, not in my country. Just fucking mows everybody Call down. Call me old fashioned. Yeah. You're like, Jesus Christ, Frank. He's like, it's, it's fine. These kids, they're not hurting anybody. It's like, this, this is a dance off. This is a, you got served free. What are you doing? Like, murders everybody. <laughs> Double machine guns. Stomp the yard. <laughs> yeah. This, this is the beginning of Pitch Perfect 5. We're just about to have a fucking We're sing-off. having an acapella battle. Come on. Yeah, they're having an acapella battle. They just like the acoustics in this warehouse, Frank. What are you out of your perfect. mind? Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking kills everybody and leaves. You're like, Jesus, this guy is un- unhinged. <laughs> so I wonder where he's living now. I mean, I, I assume still New York, right? So he's like, going to leave New York. Wasn't there, was there not a caption that said Detroit or am I just making that up? Oh, I don't, I don't remember to be honest. I just remember, I, I remember three months later for some reason. Yeah. I could have sworn like when he was in the truck, there yeah, was a caption underneath him that said where he was, but oh, maybe not. I may be totally lying. Could be. Um, now, do you? I doubt we'll get one, but do you want a season three? Heck yeah, yeah, me too. I'd, I'd like to see where it goes, and you could really introduce. Now, one thing I read online, it might, it might have just been like a random tweet, but I, but it was still online, so I'm not lying about that. Hey. Was that Kingpin like make him the main villain for a Punisher? See, I don't even think series. you need to. I think you're in the perfect opportunity where you can either keep it in New York if Frank wants to do that and take on some kind of you know, gang lords, drug lords kind of thing. Like if he finds out they're feeding some kind of new synthetic drug to kids that are like poisoning them, do that. You can, if you really want to keep Madani in a loop, she didn't look like she was in New York. She looked like she was like in the Middle East somewhere in like one of those like tents where they had the setups. Like you could send him over there and kind of like make it into more of a soldier's mission and like almost be like hired by the government kind of thing. Uh, I, I, there's so many different ways you could take the show. I felt like I feel like you almost like it would it would be awful to not get a season three, but I don't think we're going to get it. It'd suck. It's just Frank going across the country killing Boy Scout troops. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Jesus. This show is fucked. I up, hate dance I- battles. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Eating Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> mowing down everybody. Like, Jesus, this guy's really looks like throat. I just got it in my next badge. <laughs> like, God damn, Frank. Yeah, so because you also with all with Disney Plus starting at the end of the year, there's no way they can do they would they would stream any of this stuff. Well, right? so or do you, uh, according to what I heard, now I heard reports on the internet as well. Sure, Disney is going to have. Uh, like almost like separate portals. Um, the Disney plus portion of their portal is going to be mainly directed at the kids. So they're going to have a lot of their cartoons and like their <laughs> Pixar movies and stuff like that. And then they're going to have Disney X. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to have <laughs> something more serious where it's going to have things like your Marvel series type of shows. 
Mickey and Minnie after dark. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Where are we this? getting the aren't they giving are they the ones giving us the Metachlorian too? Is that it? Uh the Metachlorian, yeah. Yeah. Disney Plus is gonna have the Metachlorian. Where it's just a scientist talking about it. he's like, you look at these blood cell counts. He's like, these guys, they're probably not a Jedi. This guy here's got ourselves a shot. If he gets trained early enough, he's got a shot. You're like, what are you doing? I'm just looking at his blood uh, test results. So yeah, that's gonna be on. The, I'm excited for Disney Plus. I think there'll be some good stuff. I am as sure well, actually. On there, and now, you know, if they really want to make a profit off of it, this is Shime giving them advice. Not that they probably are, haven't already thought of this, but Disney, being as powerful as they are, owns a lot yeah. of things like ABC, which happens to mm-hmm. also own Sports Center, which also happens to own rights to football, which means we could stream football games. Oh, I like where your head's at there. little uh, Monday Night Football action. Make it easier for the people that don't mm. like to have cable. The old cord cutters. Yes, sir. That are out there. Us millennials. Yes, us millennials. Watch TV in newfangled ways. <laughs> One of the great things. So, Sean, I think that's going to put a bow on... Um, on Punisher Season 2? You got anything else in Punisher Season 2? Uh, no, I, I assume you teetered back to your four and a half away from the I'm gonna five. Stay, I'm going to stay on the four and a half because I did enjoy it. It did not take me very long to go through. I liked a lot of the characters. Uh, John Bernthal is great. Uh, the character who plays Amy is, or the character is Amy. The actress who plays Amy is great. Curtis was great. Dr. Krista was great. Uh, but my Donnie sucks. A couple of, uh, you know, Plot points that never really got resolved. Yeah, I think those are my three big things. You leave the lady at the bar. Standout scene. Yeah, exactly. So you have no standout scene. You leave this lady at the bar. She's kind of useless. Madani sucks, and Jigsaw's face wasn't messed up enough. I think those are my big only complaints of the season. Oh yeah, good point. And to only have four is pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. And you know, even the good uh, seasons of. Marvel Netflix shows, you're like, yeah, it probably could have been 10 episodes. And so Definitely. you probably could have made this one 10 too, but it's not like I thought it dra- – like I know Davey thought it was more of a slog. He's, I think he said episodes one through nine were a slog for him, which yeah. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I disagree, yeah. There you go. So that's that. And again, as I mentioned, uh, Jessica Jones season three, no release date for that yet, but they are saying sometime 2019. So whenever the hell that may be. All right, let's get to the pick of the podcast. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. All right, Shime, kick, receive, defer, or you may defend a goal. Uh, I will be kicking. Okay, I will receive. Um, I've been reading a couple of uh, comic books recently. I've been reading uh, more Red Hood and the Outlaws from uh, the DC Rebirth. I think if you're not getting the uh, the single edition, which I or the single copies i'm not which i'm not I, i'm waiting for the collected editions they have like four of them out right now so i'm on to the third collected edition it is pretty good him artemis and bizarro so it's they, they call it like the dark trinity mm-hmm. so instead of you know batman superman wonder woman they have like different versions of them which i like i'm obviously a big red hood fan uh and i'm also reading darth maul son of dothamir which is a nice little uh nice little star wars comic which hasn't been bad what do you got? Perfect. I got, I'm actually reading something as well. I just picked up the copy of The Fire and Blood, which is George R. R. Martin's book, which is The History of the Targaryens. It's the first Ooh. of a two part book series. It is a thick mofo, let me tell you. Um, but I'm excited to get into the history behind the Targaryens from when they came to rule in Westeros and up to basically Daenerys. Uh, so that'll like be that. a nice little read. And on top of that, um, like I had mentioned in the video game minute, uh, this Apex Legends is awesome. I'm going to be playing all week on Twitch. Uh, I know Davey's going to play it even a little bit, so you can catch us playing it over there. See if you like it for yourself. Very, very good. Next week, it is the return of Ron Von Don. I don't know what the topic. Uh, I would say that is a to-be-determined topic. Uh, we do have a big-time announcement coming up later this Ooh, week. So big I would Marcus keep, uh, yeah, I'd keep your eyes peeled for uh, the at Dork Podcast Twitter account. Uh, if you're not on Twitter, we will uh, certainly talk about it next week on the podcast. But between now and then, I'm sure we'll release something, uh, maybe on Twitter, maybe on YouTube. Oh, that was the other pick of the podcast, too. Uh, I mentioned it in the This Week in Dork, but if you go on to YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast, I did a quick little two, two and a half minute recap or, or breakdown 
of the last Endgame Super Bowl spot, so you can check that out. Uh, you, of course, can rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes, hashtag dork, and most other places where podcasts are available. Uh, Twitter, at Dork Podcast. I mentioned the YouTube. Twitch, check out Davey, twitch.tv slash D. You can email us at any time, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Sean, where can the fine folks follow you? Uh, the fine folks can find me on the Twitter. That's where I generally spend 90% of my time. At nice. Shime Time, pretty simple. S-C-H-E-I-M. And then time, T-I-M-E, of course. Uh, and <laughs> time then, with a with a Y. No. <laughs> like the spice. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then also you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Shime Time. Same thing. And if you're really feeling spicy, you can go follow me on Instagram, Shime Time 12. I love it. I love all that. Shime, thank you so much for uh, pinch hitting this week. That it, was good stuff. It was my pleasure. It was big shoes to fill. The, the Von yes. Dazzle is is another yes, whole yes. being. So, you know, I really <laughs> kind of had to bring my A game today, and uh, I hoped hoped I did a good job. Yep. Uh, Roy Von Doy will be back next week. We are looking forward to uh, talking with him. Uh, you guys can, of course, e- email us some suggestions for episodes. We have a lot of them planned out, like with, with Captain Marvel. We're going to be doing a, a Game of Thrones preview, an Endgame preview. We have all of that stuff planned. Uh, but in the meantime, we do have a few weeks up for grabs, and you guys have done a great job in the past of hitting us up with different topic choices. So we look forward to reading you there. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode and all of the week's episodes here on Hashtag Dork. Shime, another perfect episode. I bid you adieu, sir. Good day, sir. Hashtag, it's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.